All right, well, welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, before we get started today, I just kind of wanted to do a quick mic check. Uh, Greg, uh, are you receiving me? Yes, sir. Yeah? Uh, and uh, perhaps more importantly, Nick, uh, can we get a test of your mic microphone system there? I'm calling from a wall. Yeah, I'm all right. Sorry about that last week. <laughs> Loud and clear. <laughs> No, that's all right. Um, yeah, we do apologize for the technical difficulties on last week's show. Sorry, if you you know if you had any problems with with the show, just send any um, you know hate mail to uh, Nick at uh, aol.com. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> uh huh. Well, happy Wednesdays, guys. This is uh, October thirtieth. If you can believe the end of October, it's almost Halloween. Mm, spooky. And appropriately, appropriately. But for you, it's November 6th. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Dear listener. Ooh, yeah. time travel. Ooh. <laughs> and appropriately, well. this, this is uh, episode number 013. Correct. 13. Oh. What could possibly go wrong? Time will <sighs> But guys, I get, the, uh, I get the first song this week. Yeah, I gotta got? tell you, you know, it, you know, work's been a drag this week. It's been tough to get up in the morning and, as uh, Tom Waits would put it, get behind the mule. So I thought that hmm. uh, for today's opening song, I would play Nick Offerman's favorite mm -hmm. Tom Waits song, and it's uh, "Get Behind the Mule." Awesome. of wisdom from uh, one of America's greatest poets, Tom Waits. Love There's Tom Waits. nobody like that guy. Mm. Yeah. Love it. I just saw a movie with him in it uh, oh, yeah? on Netflix, The Ballad of Buster oh, Scruggs. Yeah. 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 The new Coen Brothers? Yeah. Oh, God. Nick, you haven't seen it? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Netflix was going in and out on that particular day, but I, I watched, I think, the first half like a week or two ago thoroughly enjoyed it i mean it's straight up coen brothers so it's fantastic yeah, yeah. tom waits little skit in that is awesome man yeah it's really it cracked great. me up actually i was watching it with a friend and uh we just skipped ahead right to that they were like you, you, you like like you know the this whole thing is great but really you just need to see this part and i was like oh okay and there he was damn straight and uh you're listening to you should check it out my name is jay i'm nick and i'm greg welcome back and, uh, you know, you know us, you're, I, I assume that we're most of our listeners go to news source for all things music and, you know, entertainment in general. 
uh-huh. probably a first yeah. click, I would say, in the sure. morning. But one thing Check that we have seed. been actually pretty consistent on since our since our introduction here is that we've been following the new world of copyright claims and mm-hmm. um, how difficult it's been and, and some of the new issues that are being raised in the Internet age. People coming out of nowhere and kind of making claims for copyrights for songs, particularly big hit songs, where I think in the past maybe they wouldn't have gotten quite as much traction. Mm. We've talked in the past about, you know, Robin Thicke, Katy Perry's song. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean is another one who just settled. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just an example of just easier to make them go away than to actually deal with it. But mm. right. interestingly, uh, one of my wife's favorite artists and truly incredible and gifted musician Lizzo. Crazy um, talented. He's yeah. on, on top of the world right now. Her song, which as of the time of this recording, is, has spent seven weeks at the number one slot on the Billboard Hot 100, which is pretty incredible. Wow. Uh, it just entered its seventh week. Truth Hurts. Turns out somebody has, actually a trio of people have, have submitted a copyright claim on that, asking for co-authorship of it. Hmm. Um, now, there's been a lot of back and forth. It's it's been a kind of a changing situation throughout the summer and particularly in in October. But it's these two brothers, Justin and Jeremiah Raisin, who um, claim that they were there in the studio with Lizzo when they when she wrote yeah, uh, basically a, a, a demo version of what the song that became Truth Hurts, mm-hmm. and they don't dispute that. Lizzo actually got a line from a famous line from the song, you know, I'm 100% that bitch. They don't dispute that, that was, she that found good, that. Jay. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they don't dispute that she found that on Twitter, but they say that it was their idea for her to include that in her song. And that's kind of become the hook line from that song. And uh, so they're claiming that they they're due some some part ownership. In the past week, Lizzo's actually sued them for making that claim she says that she has been hurt by not being able to sell merchandise related to that line and and so on and you know honestly have you guys read the new york times article on this no not the no it it has a picture of the brothers that are making this claim just just take a look at them i mean (laughs) (laughs) um okay i think you'll probably come down you'll you'll probably come down on lizzo's (laughs) side uh, if I may be prejudiced in, in a way. So, so can I clarify? So they, the way they characterize this is that within the realm of a conversation, somebody saw on Twitter that somebody had used this phrase. These brothers said, you should use that in a song. Right. She did. And right. so they want part copyright ownership? That's right. Is that? That's right. They want co-authorships that... and they can get part of the royalties. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a real tenuous claim. And, you know, to be fair... These Raisin Brothers are, are, I'm just going to call them the Raisin Brothers. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it at all, but they're going to be the Raisin Brothers from here on out. Mm-hmm. But okay. they're, they're only asking for like 5% or like 10% ownership of the song. But they oh, claim it's it? a, you know, since it's such a key line in the song that they're do that. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Lizzo ends up dropping it just to make these guys go away. And I don't, you know, nobody knows. These these brothers have, you know, they've put a video out there that supposedly shows them in the studio with working with her. Lizzo's been very honest and forthcoming about it and saying that, you know, she did take it from this 
woman that she found on Twitter. And the person who wrote it on Twitter actually was complaining that she wasn't getting a part of the royalties and that was her line and her, could, her that idea. I could, that I could at least see yeah. from like a I said it first standpoint. But Right, right. And, and, and Lizzo, to her credit, has reached out to that woman and is sharing part of the royalties of the song with her. Ah. So that's kind of an interesting twist on it. But, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, you intellectual know, she, property. So, so not afraid, not afraid to share credit, just only where it's due. Sounds like. I guess, I guess that's the point that she, that she's trying to she's make. She's trying to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a but, slippery uh, slope, though. You know. I can uh, guarantee you that this is not going to go away just from you know her putting out some some words on Twitter. You know, she yeah. actually her camp felt that they had to sue these guys to make them shut up. So we'll see mm. how it goes. Yeah. But I, I did. I mean, wa- I kind of appreciate her going on the offensive. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind like, of. Refreshing. I kind of appreciate rather than waiting, sitting back and waiting, and then having to have the attorneys. It's kind of a put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is what happens when you have all these people in the studio working together, you know, and all these different, you know, I mean, they were there, right? They were definitely they, there. They were there. Yep. And, like, I can just imagine a situation, just to play devil's advocate here, where maybe they were kind of not coming up with anything, and the day was kind of dragging on, and the vibe wasn't good, and then one of those guys saw this stupid meme on his phone and said, you should sing this in a song, and then, boom, it right. takes off. It's hard not to feel like, hey... If I hadn't been in the room and sort of steered the ship in this way, like a producer, you know what I mean? Then, I mean, that's the way I see it. I would feel frustrated if that was a situation, even if that's all I did. And I've been in situations with, you know, with artists where I suggest something and then it sticks and it's like, okay, but I didn't get anything from it. Yeah. But I mean, the music industry has, has existed for, you know. Yeah, a hundred years. I understand where, the emotion. Is all I'm saying. I understand the emotion. And if that, if that I, and agreement, I totally. If the if the nature of the visit was a professional, like they were coming in professionally to help with something, right? That's different. Like that's you were coming in. You know, if they if they wanted to get paid for this, they shouldn't open their mouth. You know what I mean? Like, don't throw it out there if you're not willing to part with it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, you know, I suppose. I, I mean, if you've got five co-producers on a track, I mean, what is each producer's individual contribution? It's hard to measure that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, if they did contribute something substantially to the song, they should be compensated. But it's just hard to parse that out. You know. I also will say that, like, the nature of the person at the top is to cut everybody else out. You know, as bit. much as they can. Yeah. You know, and I've I've been I've seen it all around you know even like recently i had to you know mm-hmm. kind of speak up for myself about a yeah. song that was put out you know and just like greg just you're gonna get ad revenue would you would you you didn't have to bring it up during the episode <laughs> we said we would share the yeah, ad we revenue wanna, okay. yeah. we definitely want to keep any kind of i want my 33.3 percent bitch <laughs> <laughs> all of this kind of is legal zoom <laughs> <laughs> legal zoom uh, yeah, <laughs> Greg needs a lawyer. All right. Legal yes. Yeah, all of this kind of overshadows, and I not really overshadowing the success of of Lizzo, which has been fantastic. And and I certainly, and my wife definitely doesn't let me forget about it. I was going to bring her up on on the show, uh, maybe like episode seven or eight, whenever she was first getting hot, because my wife feels like she was like the first person to ever find out about Lizzo, and she <laughs> told me about. Uh, about her and we all know we all know that feeling i thought that was neat and I, I liked the song and you know we could use a couple more female artists on the song on the on the program so absolutely but then i didn't i think i ended up playing a tom waits song <laughs> and then um another one <laughs> yeah and then after that uh 
Lizzo just blew, just blew up. And so now my wife, every time I, she's like, are you going to play yeah. Lizzo this week? Because now hey, it's done. <laughs> hey, for the record, so. last week I picked a Stevie Nicks song. So I'm st- we're still cool, oh, right, ladies? Ladies, we're cool? Okay, right. thank you. <laughs> just just to wrap this up, just to put the, the icing on the cake, so to speak, I don't got, know if you guys know this or not, but Cookie Monster has a, a Twitter handle, and, and I'd like for him to have the, the last word on this. Um, the other day, Cookie Monster wrote on Twitter, um, me just take DNA test, turns out me 100% cookies. <laughs> he, he, he's an addict. He's got, he's, he's, he's got a problem. I wouldn't listen. To, oh, I wouldn't that tr- is delightful. I would, I would never trust that guy. Yeah. Uh, HBO, I love where you've taken Sesame Street. <laughs> That's mm. a topic for another episode right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. But, we'll uh, but for now, Nick... You were undecided on what you were going to talk about. What'd you come up with? I'm no, I'm still, I'm just winging it. Okay. I have no idea. Nah, I'm just kidding. Well, I had, I had, uh, yeah, the one that I settled on. I was looking through, and I saw that there was a a reworking of an old, an old classic song, in time for the holidays coming up. Ah, um, timely. John Legend and Kelly Clarkson have replaced some of the lyrics to "Baby, It's Cold Outside," um, <laughs> which I. I'm pretty confident everybody's heard at least once. Sure. And so, I mean, it, it starts off, right? So the there's it's a duet. There's a female uh, and a male. And the female's saying, I, I really can't stay. Um, at this party. And, and at this party that they're at. And the male, his refrain is, you know, but baby, it's cold outside. Uh, and it gets, it gets downright creepy. Even many years ago before, quote unquote, you know, the, the Me Too movement, which is, which is how they're framing this, is that it's in response to that. And I think that actually is the, the thing that's the problem because it's a creepy song. It is. And it's always been a creepy song. I remember, uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to be in show mm. choir in high school. <laughs> and uh, we used to sing a version of Baby It's Cold Outside and it included like the extra lyrics you know all the verses and it was a creepy song even back then you know we kind of laughed mm-hmm. about it and it was funny because the guy's like spiking her drink and like saying like no you don't really want to go don't be a don't be a loser hang out with me like all those things don't be a loser back, yeah. <laughs> hey broads even am i right then. yeah <laughs> sorry sorry but but it's so fine. john legend and kelly clarkson have taken it upon themselves to update it yeah, so I included the link in the in the show notes, of course. But um, there's a couple choice snippets that I'll I'll pull out of this article here. In the reimagined version, Clarkson sings, "I've got to go away." To which Legend repli- replies, "I can call you a ride." Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Would you like an Uber my- or a Lyft? <laughs> what will my friends think? Clarkson sings. Uh-huh. I think they should rejoice. Legend replies. Oh, really? Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I have one more drink, if I have one more drink, she continues. Ooh, saucy. It's your body and your choice. Shut the F up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's, really? Uh, so they really did cater it to this specific. See, you don't um, have to go that far. Which, which, you don't have to go that far. It, like that. And, and honestly, that I think that's where like the it needed a refreshing. I can uh, agree with absolutely. that. Absolutely. It has needed that it's since a weird probably. effed up song, for pro- sure. Yeah, like the night after they recorded it, they should have like reworked it. <laughs> right. um, like it's been that long, so no doubt whatsoever. But yeah, my body—it's it, your body and your choice, really. 
Right. Yeah. That it's that it's borrowing lingo from the the new movement. I, I feel like that kind of lends itself to adding a new not timeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. That's not going to survive a, a state to it. It really dates it yeah. to like, oh, that was happening during oh this goodness. this yeah. this this phase. Um, and and also and also to that to that point, like, this is by no means in any way, shape, or form discounting the legitimacy and the veracity of the Me Too movement. And I and I, I genuinely mean that. I don't say that. I I know you. Uh, yep. Hey, look, man. Regardless, like, yeah, it, it's it's everything that's going on has been, you know, it is a social movement which has its its pushes and pulls and sure, sure. testing where the what the new norms are. Absolutely. And, but to borrow the lingo specifically and then bring that into this, I, I do feel like that was the misstep. Yeah. Because it could have used like a refresher just to make it not such a creepy song. I, and I also think it's you know the whole idea of changing the lyrics to an old song. I feel like that's not at all controversial in any way shape or form i mean any adaptation of no. of some older song uh whether it be because there's elements of it that are controversial or because it's been you know moved to a different uh, arrangement or changed the key because it needs to suit the singer's range yeah. like those are all completely legitimate reasons to re- revisit these kinds of things so that was my story for the week mm. um well you know yeah, it's a shame i mean it does it definitely if there was one holiday song that always I mean, it's just creepy. It definitely needed yeah, a refresh, like you said. But I mean, come on, be, let's be a little bit less ham-handed about it. You know, there's other ways that you can, you know, skirt that edge. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah, with no, you. no, I'm with you. Well, let's talk about happier topics. Nick, what's what's your uh, music selection for well, this? Well, that yeah. So week? that brings me to my music selection for the week. I want to play some Wilco. <laughs> I have nothing. There's no segue. Yeah. In this what do you think of the new album, man? I have. I've only I've only listened to the first I think the first half and I need to give it another listen. I didn't give it a dedicated. It was on in the background while I was doing stuff. But everyone hides. Uh, first listen, yeah. I, I really liked this song. Yeah, that one stood out to me. Too. Um, really liked it. So I, I wanted to wanted to give it a give it a whirl. Absolutely. Here we go. Everyone hides off Blue Blue Duo. Sounds great, man. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good new track. I love Wilco. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the, the rest of that album is kind of. On my first listen, it was just, wow, it's a little ponderous. You know, it's a little spacey and a little slow. But that that song definitely stuck out to me. I like it. I like the mm-hmm. album in general. Uh, although, yeah. I don't know if you guys heard, yeah, but they have to change the lyrics apparently. 
for everything. That's right. Um, Not everyone hides, right? Some people yeah. hide. Here's, speaking, speaking of... Uh, and that's okay. Jeez. <laughs> speaking of uh, controversial artists... Okay. What do you got for us, Greg? I was reading uh, about something uh, that, co- that popped up. Prince has a new uh, memoir that's coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah. He worked, do tell? He worked on it, apparently. I don't really know too much about it. But I learned that he was working on it for about three years with a chosen collaborator that was just a, a fan that he, like, handpicked. Wow. And he just had a lot of things at home, you know, in uh, Paisley Park. Right, right. You know, in, in, in Minnesota, in, uh, yeah, where he, his kind of headquarters. So, you know, they were just talking about uh, certain things that, that came up in this memoir. And one thing that really caught my attention is that he hated Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry's music. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Why would they put that in I, there? I, lo- I love that that come, has come out, you know, because yeah. I, I love it when someone, someone who is so revered and honored and just worshipped as Prince... I, uh-huh. know, I love it when something like that, just like ugh, like something that annoyed him, comes out. I just get so excited right, about right. that, you know, right. because you figure like Ed Sheeran is probably like, oh Prince, like he's my right. idol. I'm gonna rush out and get the exactly. autobiography as soon as it hits the stalls. Right. Oh, hey, wait. I've been thinking I, I might do a tribute to Prince next year. Oh, apparently he hated me. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just oh, we're, we're sadistic bastards. And I, but I listen. I do not find this at all enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. but, I, I, that's the first thing I thought was like, Aww, holy crap, that would suck. That. So, no, I'm not. No, I'm see, saying, it, what if I really liked an artist? Listeners, Nick and they is getting were like, soft in his old age. Mm. It's, and here's the thing, though, is that I actually can I finish a f- point. Sorry, buddy. Go ahead. Ooh. Shut the hell up. Sorry. They're soft for you. Go. Okay. No, that was it. Uh, okay. See. <laughs> We were right to cut you off. So, yeah. so look, Ed Sheeran is actually somebody that I don't particularly mind all that much. You know, like I, I give guitar, I give guitar mm-hmm. lessons, and when people want to learn Ed Sheeran songs, I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, they're usually like well constructed. You know, and okay. uh, Katy Perry, I'll I could, take your I could, word I, for it on that one. Yeah, I mean, you can take my word for it because it's there's definitely some good stuff on, of his. He's a good songwriter. You know? He really is. I mean, and he came up. You know, well, he came to L.A. and got a gig at Jamie Foxx's club called the foxhole and then apparently uh, i heard this story and now i'm talking about ed sheeran more than prince but that's fine uh he uh was told by one of the bouncers like yo uh jamie wants you to come by the crib later on tonight (laughs) and ed was like oh cool and so he he was like so i got an uber but he didn't realize that you know Jamie Foxx's house is like kind of far away from where the club is, so he, he said like the Uber was like three hundred dollars to get there, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And if he was like, that's all, that's all the money I'd made that night, and then some. <laughs> but then, but then he got there, and he was like, wow, this is Jamie. You know, I'm, I've never been, obviously, but like, you can imagine Jamie yeah. Foxx's house is probably pretty cool. Anyway, he took him on, and from there, kind of, I think help was able to plug him into the right channels. But Jay, if you don't know anything about Ed Sheeran, he's got like his first album was called plus, I think. And then his second one was called minus. And yeah, then no, he's I, got I mean, a whole I, like concept. It's actually I know kind him of generally, insane. I just don't go to the gap as much as I used to, so <laughs> but he also like, yeah. he sells out arenas around the world and he just plays with a looping pedal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have a band. You I don't know. know. Like I, I like the idea of like a, a, a major pop, artist now you know playing guitars and writing his own songs i like i love that and so i've i've like given his stuff cursory listens but <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I but didn't really not, find anything that fan. I liked too much. Well, that's fair. But it, just circling back to Prince, I think it wasn't even so much about that he doesn't like Ed Sheeran, but I think he was saying... He was criticizing actually the, the industry. Time. He was yeah. criticizing the industry yeah. for trying to ram it down our throats. Uh, so <laughs> it's a little bit different. But he does say we don't like their music no matter how many times they play it. <laughs> you know, right. right? Yeah, which which gets back to the ouch part. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just okay. So that that was my only point. You 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 love this like revered artist, you know, and they die and years go by, and it turns out you're like one of two people. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just that's gotta hurt. That yeah. just has to hurt. But it probably, it, probably, <laughs> you know? it does. But I'm sure for for someone like Ed Sheeran, it hurts for like two seconds. Oh, I don't know, man. Sometimes these know. things do sting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And then he, you know, reached into his pocket and wiped his tears with his thousand dollar bills. Yes, I. Uh, I had one. There was one. <laughs> oh, don't you get all high and mighty on me, Nick? He's over there shaking his head like, "What the hell is Jake? What has he turned into? He's such a monster." Oh. He's a person, Jay. Yeah, he's a person. We're all. It's true. You're right. True. My bad. But the thing is, like, again, he's so. <laughs> if Prince, maybe Prince wasn't a fan, but he has millions and millions and millions of fans. So it's you know, it's just one. How did? One how did he? Greg, how did he? F- how did he feel about Kung Fu Panda 3? Apparently, Prince loved Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Kung Fu Panda series is a fantastic set of movies. Is it Jack Black I, I, that I did the voice? Yeah. Is it Jack yeah. Black? Okay. And Dustin Hoffman. And it's oh, okay. Fan- yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're really actually genuinely funny. Nice. Um, the, some other things that came up. Were, well, and incredibly getting... politically incorrect these days, too. Mm. Don't worry, Nick. I, I got you. Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what I do? <laughs> So, you know, Prince also mentioned... Why's well, it got to be Kung Fu? Yeah. Why's it got to be Kung Fu? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Greg. Sorry, Greg. That's okay. But he also would uh, mention in his letters that he wanted all artists to own their masters, especially black artists. He saw it as a way to fight racism, that black communities would restore wealth by amassing their master recordings. You know, it, it just, it's always kind of fun to get inside these people's heads, you know. I mean, sadly, he's no longer with us, so that's all we have. And um, yeah. Like bigger ideas they had outside yeah. of their immediate like, projects. Where, yeah, absolutely. Where, what would he be doing now? Is it worth still trying to do that? You know, can we yeah. make this, mm-hmm. hit this vision a reality? And... Um, Anyway, so that's what I took away from the uh, from the article. You know, he's still still in the news. You know, still relevant. I look forward to that book. Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to say about Prince. Although um, it does kind of tie in with my song choice. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually um, this is a band called Black Pumas that's very new. It's a collaboration between a producer and guitarist named Adrian Quesada uh, out of Austin, Texas and a singer-songwriter named Eric Burton, I believe. Yeah, Adrian is a, is a friend that I met. He uh, produced my band Funk Arc's second album in Austin, and he's just a prolific, nice. very talented producer and just all-around great guy. And when I saw that his band was coming around, uh, they, they played at a place called The Lodge Room in L.A. last week. And uh, I'd actually seen them before at Amoeba Records in Hollywood. The, the they did like room? a free... Yeah, yeah, it's called the Lodge Room. Does that have and, any tie into Twin Peaks at all? I mean, it kind of has that vibe inside, very like wood, you know. <laughs> the re- the way that Prince ties into Adrian is that his group Grupo Fantasma actually like backed up Prince for a couple of shows. That's right. Uh, nice. bef- mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, Adrian's got this new band, Black Pumas, and they are 
crushing it you know like that show was sold out like months ahead of time and the whole tour is sold out and uh thought we should uh give them a spin on you should check it out that sounds fantastic this joint. uh before we do that uh greg why don't you tell our lovely listeners where and how they can get in touch with us okay our facebook is you you know just you should check it out our website is www.youshouldcheckitout.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, same thing. The handle is you should check it out. And on uh, Twitter, it's just should check. But you can find us pretty easily just by Googling it. And um, you'll be able to leave us comments and see our posts about the various episodes and chime in on some of the discussions that are happening. Yeah, and, please do. Uh, mm-hmm. Please do. If you, you know, hear if us saying anything stupid, which should happen multiple times each episode, you know, yeah. please write yep. us and tell us what you think. And I also want to give we'll, a shout we'll, out. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah, do uh, it. Yeah, do I got, it. actually, we, we do deserve a sh- uh, we do deserve to give a shout out to NTG fan <laughs> on Instagram for correcting our post about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> so if you go to our Instagram, you'll thank see you what all much. that's about. Yes, thank you. Beautiful, awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Good thank times. You, happy Halloween. Uh, happy happy Halloween. early November, I guess, to the listeners. And happy uh, November sixth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is Black Puma with Colors. We'll see you next week. See you guys. I woke up to the morning sky first Baby blue just like we rehearsed When I get up off this ground I shake leaves back down To the brown, 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 brown Till I'm clean 